Hi, I'm Lucas James. And I'm Jordan Ross. And we're the co-hosts of How to Scale an Agency. After scaling our own agencies to over $185,000 per month in sales and working with agencies doing hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue like Hawk Media and Neil Patel, we've made this show to interview the top digital marketing agency owners and highlight the fastest ways to scale your agency. If you'd like to join the best digital marketing agency community on the planet and let us help you scale, go to twiz.io to sign up today. What is going on, everyone? My name is Jordan Ross. I'm the founder of A Figure Agency and a partner at Talos. And as of late, I've been getting a lot of requests about figuring out the details of building a sales team. People that are new to the agency game and have still been selling themselves are asking me a lot. How do I build a sales team? How do I manage them? How do I hire? How do I do this process end to end? So. Here we are with a nice video or audio, if you're listening to this, on how to do that. If you watch or listen to this and you are someone that is in need of support, you need help building this out even after watching or listening to this. If you're watching this on Loom, book a call in the top right corner where we'll actually help you figure out a plan to implement this. And if you're listening to this, go to eightfigureagency.co. We can help implement this with you to ensure one of the most important things ever, you build your sales team the right way. Because if you do it the wrong way, you will miss out on so many leads, which I've hired wrong for sales before. I've hired wrong for many roles in the past incorrectly. You, you don't want to do this wrong. So I've outlined when building a sales team, four distinct processes. The first one is building the process. The second one is hiring um, your closers. The third one is managing them. And the fourth one is process changes. So let's actually break, break this down. Um, the first process of actually building a sales team is really just outlining the process and creating the process. You can't hire a sales team if you don't have a process to hire them into. So you need to do the work upfront to build the infrastructure. So the first step of this, I just say outline your call process. Um, what do you do on call one? What do you do on call two? What do you do on call three? Right? It should be super simple and very templated. We have a document that we use. We call it the five-step sales process doc. This is an old example of one um, where we have in the sales doc on the Google sheet at the top in the header, we have notes that our closers fill out. So closers fill out form, right? So when they close a deal, the month, month one, the client is going to pay us two main price points that we sell our services on. So it, the first one is example or example two plus onboarding fee. So this is where it, the closer is filling out, okay, this is how much clients going to pay us a month one, how much you're going to pay us in client. Number two, we have different audit and debrief packages. When we onboard someone, we have different routes that we could take. So they fill this out. Um, and then they say the package that they're going to fill out when it's done. Then they make a Loom video. I have Loom video here because once you close a deal, one of the ex explicit rules is to make a Loom video to walk it through. So when you are actually outlining your call process, you just want to take your pre-existing materials and templatize it even further. This is when someone's on a sales call, they're filling out what's this niche, what's their offer, what's their monthly recurring revenue, call one notes, what are your goals, what are your pain points, and then they make a plan. It's like so simple. So when you're doing this, you want to outline your call process. Once you have that, you want to create your scripts or what I call your 
call blocks, which you kind of saw there, like step one, step two, step three. Once you have your script or call blocks, right? So it's basically steps you want to make the decks. You don't want to leave a sales professional, especially a new one in your team without any material. If someone has more material, it's actually going to make the closing better. So you want to create a sales deck for them to follow when they actually are on a call. So I'm a big believer, especially in the agency space, to have some form of consultative sales. So we, so from all of the sales and all the consulting that we've done, we've, we've seen that most people are coming to us for like one major reason, and it's systems and processes, obviously. Um, so we built this deck, which is, hey, here's the eight-step plan on how we are going to do this. So we take prospects through this where we really just add value, right? We're showing them different models. Um, so we walk prospects through this and I made this deck for my sales team to go through. So you need to make all these materials and then you need to create a bunch of training, right? So I've made all my materials. Let's just scroll down here. When you're doing this, you outline your calls, you make your scripts, you make your decks, and then you make your training. So you could see here, I have all my trainings. I have examples of trainings and how to demo. I have the actual decks in here. And then I actually have sales calls on deals that I've won personally, where I'm just able to walk them through that. So you could actually see a closed deal. So there's a, there's a bunch of different deals here on that I've personally sold and where we've actually closed deals. So you make all these materials. Then you take your sales calls, you pull up Loom and you watch yourself selling. Hey guys, this is Jordan Ross. I'm gonna be walking you through my process on how I sold and I'm gonna be walking you through whenever I did something, I'm gonna pause the video. I'm gonna to explain to you why I did it. This is all the shit you need to do before you actually sell, like before you actually get people to hire. And then the final one is having an FAQ form. You just want a place where you aggregate all of your questions. The reason for that, one, that's going to inference what content to create for your marketing. But two, anytime there's an FAQ, you want to document it and build more training on it. So if someone has a frequently asked question on a sales call, I want my sales team to have the option to go into a document and like in the moment read through the answer so they don't have to remember it if possible. And I also train them on that. Once you've outlined all of that, now it's time to go hire. Woo! So my recommendation, when we hired, we actually went and hired two. Not every sales professional is actually going to work out. So I recommend hiring two. So the way we do this, when it comes to actual sourcing, my first recommendation is to actually get a referral. So find an agency that has really good closers and ask them. Um, the way we were able to kind of staff our business was through referrals. Our first two sales hires came through referrals. So one of whom I have, a, I have a pretty decent Twitter following. I wrote on Twitter. I had an interview with someone like trying to source and he was great. He's just like, this isn't a fit. I'm like, Hey, I'll pay you $500 if you can make a referral once he closed the deal. So this one guy made like three introductions of fucking killers. Like the normal interview process that I went through on Twitter from people just applying was mostly mediocre sales professionals. But when I got referrals, I was like, look, like I'll pay you $500 if it's successful. So you want to refer me the best people, you know, I got the best referrals. So that's my biggest encouragement is to actually go out into the marketplace and ask for referrals from here. When you're interviewing, I encourage you to do a role play, right? So 
there's two main things you want to understand. One, can this person sell my offer? Two, what do, what's their ideal compensation? Because you as a founder need to know, do I have the structure and infrastructure to be able to really set them up for success and retain them as talent? If they give you a number, like we had one sales professional, I think he said he wants to make like, if he's making $3,000 a month in the first six months, he'd be happy. I was like, easy, like no problem. And that's for me, that's a, that's a higher I could make and I could win with that. Um, and then I went through a role play. I'm like, hey, you're going to sell me your current offer um, and I'm going to be a prospect. So my biggest thing here, I'm looking for two things. One is my gut feel. Do I think this guy can really crush this role for me? And then two, criteria. I have very specific criteria that it's very logical. So, okay, do they acknowledge and validate? Do they handle objections? Well, you need to write out specific criteria that you want your sales professional to handle well on a call. From this, what I always say is don't make any commitments on the call and be like, okay, I'm going to review with my partner. We're going to connect. Once you do this, you want to get back on a call with them and be like, okay, hey, we're going to give this a trial run. That's the key. You're not going to make a hire. You're going to give it a trial run. We will give you the opportunity to sell upwards of five deals. But here's the, here's the contingency. If you can't close, pick your number. I said, if you can't close two or five deals, if you can't close 40% after I train you, this isn't going to be a fit because at, we need our guys to be good enough to be able to close over 50%. So if you can't take our basic training and you're not willing for that, no worries. Um, I really believe in this. Alex Ramosi says the best sales professionals are born. They're not trained. So you don't want to spend all this time training. So when you're looking in the marketplace for someone that's exceptional, once you hire them and set that expectation, you need to onboard and train them. So this is where you're going to get your first run through of your training. You need to talk to them a lot. Hey, does this make sense? Do you understand this training? What was well, what do I need to re-record what we need to do? Your qualitative training on the decks, the modules is going to be great. You also need to do technical onboarding. So you need to teach them how to use your CRM. You need to teach them like all the things. You need to get them set up on Slack, on Calendly. I had my director of operations set up all that stuff up. I had them sign up on Gusto so I could pay them all the things. And then when it actually comes to training, I just mainly do role plays. I go into my CRM. I pull up my previous notes of previous deals that we've won. And then I will just embody that prospect. Okay, my name's going to be Matt. I'm doing this much in revenue. Here's my scenario. Let's let's go through it. Then we go through the sales process. And when I'm actually um, doing it, I, I will pause people in the middle of training and in the middle of the role play and fix their issues and then go back. So the reason I do that, when I was growing up and playing sports, when we were running drills, the coach would pause the drill, give me or a team member feedback on how to do a specific move or the angle of how we did something, and then we would make the adjustment, then we'd go back into the game. I'm a big believer, sales training is the same thing. You want to fix things in the moment, restart the role play. Do that over and over and over. If you go into your CRM, you should be able to pull up a bunch of different scenarios on deals that you close and people in terms of what they were experiencing. If you took good notes, you could remember and embody that person. At this point, you've built the materials, you've hired a bunch of people and you've been training them, and now it's about managing them. At this point, you've added them to your Calendly link or your calendar link, and now you're routing calls to them. Um, what we do every Monday is we do pipeline review. So where are deals at? Where is everything like at? What do we expect? One thing I really like that we do, how many deals do we expect to make an offer on this week? How many deals do we expect to close? And what do we expect for a closing rate? So I hold our, my team accountable. My goal for my sales professionals is for them to be like 100%. Don't, like, don't tell me you expect 
five deals to close once only two. I need you to know your numbers. I need you to be like more accurate. So we do that every Monday. When we actually got into the sales part, the number one thing I started with my sales team was first and foremost, your role is going to be to qualify first and then sell. So the reason I do this, it get, qualifying someone at first is pretty easy. It's like almost impossible to fuck that up. And then they book a call with myself or Zach, who's my business partner. On call two, we co-sell. So call two is mainly about me or Zach taking over the call and having them watch. Because if they watch a bunch of scenarios on how we acknowledge and validate, how we handle it, they're going to learn a lot. Once we do that enough where they qualify, then we co-sell together they will eventually take over calls twos and Zach and I just sit there in silence. We sit there in silence as they close the deal and it's really just to be there to catch them in case there's a question they don't know. This mitigates us losing a deal because I don't want to say, I don't want to turn away any revenue. And then this also um, allows me to like write notes on live feedback. So I'm giving more coaching. Sales is about a lot of coaching. Once they... Like once we, you know, maybe they close three deals on their own, I feel confident in their ability. Then I'm going to move to like the last thing. They're going to take, they're going to do the full process solo. The most important thing here is auditing and coaching them. I will audit and coach them when, when these guys are at this point for the first month or two, I'm going to audit and coach at least like if they're going to take 10 calls in a week. I'm probably going to audit at least 20% of them or te maybe 10%. So I'm probably going to spend an hour to auditing and coaching my sales team where I'm literally going to pull up the, the recording, watch it on 2x speed, send them feedback. The goal is you want to be able to do this every single day. Um, and maybe not every day, but the day of the sales call. Because if you can give them feedback the day of the sales call, it'll be fresh and the learnings will be top of mind. Rather than if I get feedback on a call they did last week, it's just going to take a lot longer. Um, so I'll actually pull up the sales call I will pull up Loom, I'll watch the sales call, pause it, then I'll have a Google Sheet. And in that Google Sheet, what I'll do is I'll just timestamp minute one, minute one and a half, minute 26, minute 26, 35. I'll write my notes on what they did and I'll speak on Loom, I'll explain it. So what they can do on that Loom video, at the end of my Loom video, I'll put that Loom video on that Google Sheet and all they have to do is skip towards those timestamps for the feedback. Rinse and repeat. We do that a lot and we keep doing role plays. And then finally, as we do this, like be open to process changes. Like just because you do a sales process one way doesn't mean it's going to be a replicable or scalable process your way. When I hired my sales professionals, I didn't realize that I needed them to be able to consult. So I started them out on a templatized process and now I'm training them as consultants. Like it is, I'm literally training my sales team as consultants. Think about that. So I'm training them to be so freaking good at identifying how we're going to scale an account. Because when we do that, if they could get on a, on a call with any agency and say, here's your problem, here's what we're going to do, here's the model in the system, it's going to create a really good handoff. It's going to create a really good transition and we're going to close a lot more deals. So we've been adding a lot of sales materials to support them on this. I've been making a lot more um, graphics for them and we're gathering a lot more FAQs. That is the process. That's how you build a sales team. That is how we scale our sales team. And I mean, you know, Zach crushes deals. We have James, he manages our EU pipeline. He crushes deals. And we have Dev, who's still newer. But I got a, I got off a call today and the, the guy was like, dude, Dev crushed on sales call one. We were a closed deal. You didn't even need to be here. I'm like, dude, fuck yeah. So this process really works. You do have to be methodical and patient. But if you do it the right way, you will build an exceptional sales team. Thanks. And before I end, if you need help with this, if you are looking to scale this on your own, 
If you're watching this on Loom, book time in the top right corner. And if you are listening to this on my podcast, go to eightfigureagency.co and book a call with us. We will help set this up. There are several variables here. There are so many things you could fuck up. The ROI on this is insane. If you do this the right way, you will literally make millions and millions of dollars. So there's no reason why you wouldn't want to receive some initial support to set this up the right way so you could get insane ROI. Thanks, guys. Thanks for watching. I look forward to watching you scale.